Hey, what's up gamers? This is Monster FWB here with you today. Like and subscribe, hit that notification bell. Our platform won't tell you dog shit if it were stuck to their noses with a baggie. So please make sure you know when our next episode comes out. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. Make sure you send us an email. Make sure you send us a text. Make sure you send us a tweet. Make sure you send us a message on Instagram so we can know the smell of your turn. Big shout out to our sponsors. We got... Oh, shit. So many sponsors. People giving us little bits of money so I can pay my rent. Woo, my landlord. All right. What we have for you today, an episode, but first, a message. Uh, producer Pinstripe here, just jumping in. I just want to chat, chat. I know, I know we, we have some energy going on here, but I really need you to, to keep it clean in there. Keep it I, clean! You just, I, the things that you're saying are a little, um, questionable, obscene, lewd, horrible, so please stop that. All right, back, we're, we'll, we'll go right back. Oh, let's go right back. I would like to shout out a message from our sponsors. We have Internet Cheese. It's got electrolytes for e-girls and e-boys who are e-girls. Do not have to lick a taint for a little bit of salt because you are so deprived in your bed from getting out and touching grass or eating ass. Like and subscribe. Smash that motherfucking button. There is no joy left in my life. But you give me every single little bit of joy that you have. Gamer! I want to give a shout out to, oh, it looks like we got in the stream, in the scream, on the screen, in the chat. We have out there three pounds of uncut, uncooked, untouched heroin. Thank you for the subscription. Three months, three months going strong. Very proud of you and proud of your problem, I guess. <laughs> but real gamers know, real gamers know, a shout out to our sponsor, Skatheterm, long-term sponsor, long-term, long-term, long time. My skin has never been worse. What fucking tagline? The real gamers know, real gamers know, we here, long-term subscriber, Forsaken Maggot, thank you so much. Wouldn't be here without you. What else would I do? I want to thank you specifically. Your money allowed me to stream the space between my taint and my butthole for five solid days. Oh my God. Magnified so closely that we did not get taken down. I am proud of you, proud of all of you gamers. You know, my hands are molded permanently into my gamepad. It causes me unimaginable <laughs> agonizing pain every single day. But you know what? You know what? Every one of my headshots goes out to you. Like and subscribe. Hey, what's up? Foolish Flash has uh, redeemed some of them bits for a hydrate hype train. So everyone get to chugging water. Chug a lug! Chug a lug! If you're not drinking, you're not thinking, and you must be stinking! Hi everybody, it's me, Brad. <laughs> and I'm Sophie. This is Monster Friends with Benefits. Oh, sorry. This is Monster Friends. With Benefits. Uh, welcome to hell. 
I started this podcast in a nice cool room and I'm now sweating. Oh man, I wish I had gotten my my hand fan so I could just Oh, I kind of wish we hadn't committed to that bit so hard for like You committed way harder than I did. I tried to get into it, but I was distracted by being like how good you are at shout casting. I shouldn't be surprised at how good you are at shout casting. Three minutes. Oh my god. That went on for so long. I mean, even with pauses taken out, that one is going to be pretty solid. Uh, chat, keep it clean. Uh, listeners, I hope you appreciated that. I want to point out also, I have never watched a stream in my life. You, you don't. It's true. I guess Brad doesn't watch my streams. No, I regrettably, between the 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 three jobs, it's hard to find time to like do things on anybody else's schedule. Unfortunately, oh, well, I'm not. I'm not suggesting, by the way, that like. People who watch streams simply don't have things to take up their time. It's like watching sports. I understand that, right? It's it's fine. I just also don't watch live sports. Well, it's a good thing that I have videos on demand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah. And it's a good thing that had I been watching those, I might not have been able to complete the game. What game is that that we're going to be talking about today, Sophia? We're going to be talking about Mass Effect 1 today. But before that, Sophia. Sophia. Yeah? Sophia. That's me. What's up? I was having a pretty good day, but then I broke a nail, and so it's a fucking wash, I guess. I want to have claws all the time, forever, but I also don't want to get acrylics because that takes a lot of maintenance, but so do natural nails. It's a tough life out there. It's really hard being beautiful. There is a song that I know about it. Unfortunately, it does. it is from an old movie, and there are some... Slurs? Blackface. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, I was joking. What? <laughs> what? What is this? That I don't. Re- I actually don't remember the movie, but I do remember it's uh, the singer is Eddie Cantor, and the song is "Keep Young and Beautiful." The lyrics to which are mostly "Keep Young and Beautiful if you want to be loved," and it's a, it is a, a satire song about you have to be beautiful and fit and have long blonde hair, etc. Unfortunately, there is Eddie Cantor is in blackface. It's he's in blackface because he's in disguise. So he like put on blackface to be in. Dis- he went back in time. Listen, it's a weird fucking movie. The song slaps. I just wish that that wasn't happening. Unfortunately, it is. So that's what we have. I frequently wish things weren't happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Blackface is chief among them. Honestly, yeah, it's pretty high up the list at all times. Now I've taken this conversation in a uncomfortable direction no, that's fine that's i mean we're i was asking you what's up and you in fact answered the question yeah so, so good brad. job kudos proud of you hey brad hmm. what's up my gym has been closed for a few weeks so oh, i've no. been doing all of my exercise elating in the backyard don't like that the grass is not super happy that i've been on it all the time it's usually wet when i'm out on it because outdoors mm-hmm. and my back gets wet ground is slightly uneven and i can't do it inside because you know swinging and swanging big old kettlebells i i know people who do it but i would have to like put something down on my floor so i could set them down i'm not really worried about dropping them or flinging them but i am worried about accidentally putting them down too hard and fucking my floor up right and also i have to keep the cats out because i just cannot imagine like doing a big one-armed swing with a 45 pound kettlebell and then the cat just walks in and just every single bone in his body is just annihilated in a second <laughs> immediately That'd be pretty bad yeah i i mean it's a pretty tough choice there to 
fucking up your house or having to exercise with an audience, I assume, of about half dozen milfs just hanging on your <laughs> on your hot breasted milfs, <laughs> the bird. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hanging out on your fence, uh-huh. asking if you also clean pools. But <laughs> they're really, you know, they're great at mimicry, and <laughs> they learned how to mimic human speech really well. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's really that's that's about it. I have nothing going on. I actually started going to a gym. Ooh. Because I want to be able to do sword fighting. Good. But the things I've done so far is mostly treadmill based because I am still uh, weak as a kitten. Sure. I tried to do the the bicep curl machine and I put it on the lowest on 10 and I like got one and was like, that hurt a lot, actually. I need to go get my three pound weights at home and work up to 10. I, I Sophia, yeah. I will on mic commit some, something that my gym does offer is online coaching, like remote coaching, like they can give you programming and all that for whatever your goal is i will pay for you to do it (laughs) i will sponsor you three months god you're gonna learn uh some sword fighting techniques also it would be my my coach also also trains sword fighting in fact she got me as a gift last year a gift certificate for like a, a, a few long sword lessons shut up yeah so we can also take some longsword classes together if you want. Maybe. Yeah. I'll think about it. But I'm committing it. on mic. To, I will pay for three months of <laughs> online coaching for you. The only thing that you need to do is like talk to your coach about what your goals are and you know record your, your, your last set of something to make sure your Aww. form is good. Writing down numbers. No, there's an app that keeps track of everything for you. Numbers. That, that The coach does the numbers for you. That's the reason why <laughs> I get coached because i do not want to program my own stuff because mm-hmm. it's very hard it is a skill in and of itself you can be very good at lifting very good at any exercise it is a completely different skill set to program what your workouts should be and like to do it optimally it's 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 its own thing it's very hard i have tried to do it i'm very bad at it <laughs> i've mostly there's a a person on tiktok i can't remember their name they make treadmill strut playlist mm-hmm. and you just like you start at a certain like whatever speed sure. and then every song you you go up like a decimal mm-hmm. and i've been doing that and that's sure. good so strutting to lady gaga has been working pretty well mm-hmm. so far I figure like literally anything, any of my goals, I need like basic cardio conditioning so I don't pass out doing anything. So starting there. I also, it's Planet Fitness. So I have the black card right now because it was like, there was a special and there's the red light booth that has nothing to do with sex workers, (laughs) unfortunately, but it was really funny. I went into it and it's just like big bars of red light and also the floor jiggles you. The floor jiggles you. I don't know how else to describe this. The floor, it jig- you stand on the floor of this of this booth is and this, it jiggles. Is this like that, the thing with the pears in the box where the, with the pear jiggler? It's a lot like that. Only you know it's I'm your body. About, yes, right? I do. Okay. Yeah. Um, Naughty Sophia's get sent into the pear jiggler. <laughs> yes, that's me. <laughs> okay. I, I am sorry. Listeners, if you isolate the video, the audio <laughs> of me saying Naughty Sophia's and then something about jiggling, I will go to your home, pull your intestines out of your belly button and like string them around like I assume Christmas lights are. I am Jewish. I don't know. <laughs> you'll, so they you'll won't have your best properly guesstimate. strong Christmas organs. 
I mean, it's really important for the Santa Christmas. Claus grows Christmas organs every year, by the way, vestigially, and then they, they kind of atrophy and fall off around January. Oh, that explains how he um, is able to eat all of the, the, the milk and cookies, mm-hmm. is he just has like 30 fucking stomachs. Yeah. Like a cow, only worse. Yeah. And he sheds them like tapeworm eggs in January. <laughs> hey, how did we get here? What? What's going on? Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. So, all right, all right. Uh, hey, gamers. It's time for questions. Do we want to do the... If you have questions... Huh? Do we want to do the one that we got an email oh, for? Oh, yeah. And I can do it. A- sure, sure. So, hey, hey, listeners, if you have questions or comments, please send them to monsterfwb at gmail.com. Put, you know, what it is in the subject line. So, question, comment, whatever the case may be, and we will take a look at it. You are also welcome to tweet at us at MonsterFWB. Send us an Instagram. How do you message somebody? That'd be a DM, and you can't DM us if you're not on the list. So tag us on Instagram if you have a question. We also have a TikTok. Monster underscore FWB. Yeah. I thought you were going to do it like maybe start the Kesha song. Wake up in the morning. I I do not feel like P. Diddy. I don't know. Does P. Diddy feel a little pressured and kind of sweaty, a little sticky maybe? Is that how you feel? Yeah. I'm trying to be very funny. And so it's a little bit of pressure. Not like a lot, but like some. Mm. We do have a few questions, actually. A few questions? Yeah. But this one we got well before we told our listeners we were going to be talking about Mass Effect. So, Sophia, go ahead. I didn't actually pull up the question. Oh, I pulled I, up the, you the have Wikipedia your... page. I can pull up the question. No, I'll get it. I'll get I'll get it. I got some. I got it. All right. We have here. I I want to be very clear. This listener is one that we have definitely spoken to before. Our listener last episode was a very different person. These are not the same people. And we had not. Listener, my partner's a werewolf. I want you to know we had not received your email at the time that we definitely got that very real question that I didn't make up on the spot <laughs> about the, the the nodding boyfriend last time. I that is not you. We know that's not you. I'm sorry that there's going to feel like there's overlap. It's unrelated. Everybody but you. <laughs> sorry for that <laughs> digression. Question: Werewolves is the subject of this email. The contents are, hello, Brad and Sophia. Ooh, I got first billing. Oh. Thank you for your advice for myself and werewolf partner. Recently, they've been talking a lot about being a quote-unquote alpha and that I am their quote-unquote omega while also talking about an omega-verse. Can you please tell me what they're talking about? Thank you. From My Partner's a Werewolf. Thank you so much for asking. We went over this a little bit, and I was uncertain because I wasn't looking at it directly. Also, I've never read any Omegaverse. You'd think, you'd look at me, and you would think, gosh, now there's someone who has read a lot of Omegaverse fic, but you would be wrong. I don't, I don't, it's not usually my, my, my cup of tea. It's, I do other stuff. Don't ask me about my AO3 history. That's very rude. But the Omegaverse, it, it's a, Omegaverse is a, um, a feature in some lycanthropy or, canid species not all of them are werewolves 
there's there's just some other kinds of humanoids that have some kind of you know canid makeup in their in their genetics but they it doesn't carry canid makeup in my local ulta i have to say it's discriminatory it is but it's a it's a basically it is a secondary gender is what it is it, we if you assume that there's like the regular spectrum of genders they're just the normal average regular human spectrum of gender day to day average go to the grocery store store brand generic exactly genders there is a there's a secondary one and there are three of them there is uh huey dewey lewis and the news <laughs> Ah, yes. Huey, Dewey, Lewis, and the News. (laughs) Yeah. The four genders. (laughs) Please go on. (laughs) Sorry. Once I stop giggling. (laughs) So never. (laughs) Okay. So this goes... Omegaverse is also known as ABO, which just stands for Alpha, Beta, Omega easy to understand alphas are the the dominant usually like they're leaders they're the the ones in charge and usually they are the ones who are are doing the impregnations betas are usually like they don't really have much in the way of like secondary gender characteristics in this hierarchy a lot usually they're more like normal people and then omegas are the ones that are usually more like submissive and they get they're the ones who get impregnated and i'm just i'm just gonna read the wikipedia page on this because it's i just i feel like there's just a a good long sentence Omegaverse fiction typically focuses on wolf or other canid-like behavior in humans, especially as it pertains to sexual intercourse and sexuality, which is described as instinctual, responding to animalistic physiological stimuli, including rutting and heat cycles, pheromonal attraction between alphas and omegas, penises with knots, nodding, scent marking, imprinting, breeding, mating rights, pack structures, and potentially permanent psychic bonds with a mate. Only alphas and betas can carry on a pregnancy. No, it's not, not usually... But male omegas are often envisaged as be able to become pregnant via a uterus connected to the rectum. And alphas can impregnate regardless of their main gender. To make penetration and impregnation easier, male omegas often have self-lubricating anuses. This is called slick. Now, I want to get your reaction to the phrase self-lubricating anus or anything that I've mentioned here today. How are you feeling about a self-lubricating anus? I'm, I'm good, actually. You're I good? I to, to the next segment. <laughs> Our, I mean, listener, my partner's a werewolf. If that wasn't enough explanation, we will include a link, God help me, in the description for this episode. If you want to know more about the Omegaverse, man, you just got to look on AO3 under Supernatural. That's half of them. We also got a number of questions about the topic we're talking about today. I think we should save those for deeper into the... <laughs> deeper into the self-lubricating anus of this episode uh, don't you wish you had known the phrase no. self-lubricating anus when you did the intro so that could have been a screen name no <laughs> no I'm good Brad's gonna be thinking about that one for a while <laughs> I you know there are a few blessings to having a medically bad memory mm-hmm. this is, this I'm is gonna... arguably at the very least adjacent to that mm. We have a we have a group chat that we're in together. I'm 
I may change the name of that group chat. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it will stay mink chat forever. Thank you. Uh, you no. saw a mink. It's, I did see a mink. You can't. The reason that group chat is called mink chat is because I saw a mink and I needed to tell people that I saw a mink. It would be I have dis- two minks. It would be disrespectful to those minks to <laughs> change that. I guess. I'll find another way to remind you of the phrase. I'll be there to remind you of a self-lubricating anus. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Sophia. Yeah, that's me. I I have no I have no ideas left for segment transitions after my amazing what's up gamers. Mm-hmm. Um I t- I got nothing. Sorry, I'm still thinking about the self-lubricating anus. Allow me to take you on a journey. You are 16 years old. You are entering the car of someone whom you have just met moments ago, along with two of your friends. You look up at the roof of the car. Everything has been torn down and replaced with stapled jeans. There is a skull hastily spray-painted onto the hood of the car. You get in. It does not run well, but it does run. And you end up at the community center. Mere minutes later, walking in, you hear the distant sounds of a local band playing a song. Oh no, you think. We are late. Nobody cares, they say. Nobody cares about the opening bands. Nobody cares about the middle bands. We only care about the band we are here to see because we are disrespectful pieces of shit. You pay five dollars and you enter. You begin to put your earplugs in and the girl you thought was cute makes fun of you. So you take them out. Something you will regret for the rest of your life when you can no longer experience silence. (laughs) You spend $20 on a shirt that you will still wear 20 years later when nobody remembers that band exists. And you think, huh, I hope they play the song I saw on their MySpace. Did they? Yes. Well, they did. Hmm. The driver of that car... On to Mass Effect. Sophia, what's up? <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that was <laughs> great. That was great. I don't so, know what the accent was, but that certainly yeah, was an I anecdote. I didn't know who that was. Also, I I love opening bands. I want to be clear. I, I listen to and fully respect every opening band. I think people who skip the opening bands because they only want to see the headliner are usually dicks. Many of my favorite bands are bands that were openers for other people. And if I hadn't actually tried to genuinely experience them, I never would have heard of them. And I would not still enjoy them to this day, unlike the headliners, who I definitely do not remember. Also, RIP Shorewood Legion Hall. What's up, Sophia? So I, some listeners may rejoice to hear the sentence. I've made a PowerPoint about our topic today that we can go through. And I... Will we? Enjoy it? Go through it. Absolutely. I have nice. it here in my hand. So I You've just got the power of point in the palm of your hand. Exactly. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like hold this so Brad can see. Please describe some things that are going on here. All right. So 
This has been customized for Lorem Ipsum Limited <laughs> Liability I Corporation. I how to change that one. This is top secret heart emoji for your eyes only. And then the emoji with the one winking eye and the tongue sticking out. Exactly. Mass Effect is regarded as one of the top best video games ever made. There's aliens, there's drama, there's romance. Oh, I guess you saved the galaxy too. Whatever. Let's talk about the other stuff though. Project Objective. To look at aliens that we think about kissing. I did, um, when I was making this, Google Sheets had, not Sheets, slides. I just mix those two up. I, they had like the templates and I did choose the uh, like business project template. So that's why it's a little... Ah. All right. We have a title slide here that says, Understanding the Love. And we're going to start right at the top here with our honorable mentions, which is... Honorable mentions, Caden Alenko. It's Caden, right? Yeah. Okay. And Ashley Williams, Romanceable Humans of the Normandy. And on the left, we see Caden. And on the right, we see Ashley. I like... I I know this is like a monster fucking, so we're not really going to talk about them. I just wanted to like acknowledge that they are there. They're all right. I enjoyed all of the conversations i was able to have with caden i really liked hearing i do about, like hanging out with caden i liked hearing about his upbringing i liked hearing about what it was like being a biotic and going through the training and that one time when he was 17 that he killed a man yeah not not being very well oh, treated this is not a spoiler free if you haven't played mass effect Oh, and for reference, listeners, we played the legendary edition of Mass Effect. Sophia has played other versions. I have not. Yeah. I played them, the, the original versions, and I'm actually working my way through Legendary in my perfect run, twitch.tv slash Cryptfly. Like and subscribe. Hit yeah. that notification bell. Uh, so I'm working through it very... On Twitch? No. Okay, it's YouTube. Sorry. But I'm, I, my VODs are on YouTube, so which is just Cryptfly, if you want to see me. But so I'm taking it super, super slow and like doing it perfect. So, but uh, I really like Hidden just like as a person. I just think he's a, a pretty chill dude, fun to hang out with. Ashley, on the other hand, I don't enjoy her presence. She starts off very. I don't know that xenophobic is necessarily the exact right word. Very human focused to the. Anthropocentric. Yes. Yeah. And for the record, apparently the very space racist comment that she makes in the Citadel mm-hmm. was supposed to be something that she said only in response to the keepers. Well, she doesn't. I know. And you her, pointed a gun at her. I did. This is it's something I did in my stream. So she, her line that's, I can't tell the aliens from the animals, which is like a shitty thing. And in my stream, I did immediately point a gun at her and tell her never to say that again. Um, <laughs> As the plot goes on, the story, sorry, as the story goes on, she does change her mind. Like a lot of the crew members who seem to be very mistrustful of all of your alien allies. Yeah, it seems kind of shitty of me to like pick on Ashley for being space racist when Exo Presley is also pretty space racist. He, he gets over it a lot quicker. He does. And he also has like, I feel like he has a better, like, like a basis in it that he's distrustful because he is literally been in battle with them whereas ashley's comes from family history yeah, rather she than... almost she had never she had barely ever met any mm-hmm. barely ever been off of wherever she was training yeah whereas exo presley what was in like who also looks like clint howard 
Does he? He looks like Clint Howard. That's great. I love Exo Presley. I love Clint Howard. All right. And what it, engineer, I can't remember his name. He starts out like for a second. He's like, is it okay that all these aliens are around? And you say, yeah. And he's like, okay. Adams, I think. Engineer. And he's Adam. like, Tolly's great. He gets over it so fast because Tolly is so charming. Anyway, I just wanted to mention yes, them. Yes, yes, yes. Bring them up. Um, I hope you're following along, listeners. Who survived? Caden. Great, great, great choice. I, I, that, the, I did not know that was going to happen. Mm. So it was very shocking to me to have to pick who was going to die. I did not, I didn't necessarily know that that's for sure what was going to happen. But I made the choice based on the fact that I wanted the mission to be successful and I wasn't sure that the bomb would be able to go off if I didn't protect it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fair. I tried to make a practical yeah. decision, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. thought is what both of them would have wanted me to do. Exactly. In later games, whoever survives does come back occasionally. And Ashley, as far as I know, just comes back hotter. She just like she wears a spacesuit kind of like zip down. And that's the character progress. I actually, I don't know, because never, I've never saved Ashley in my life. So we're going to start in with our romanceable aliens. Is It says here... Is Garrus romanceable in the first game? I don't know if he is romanceable in the first game, but he is on the... I, I think... You lay the groundwork, I'm pretty sure. Sure. And it says, ex-cop, current heartthrob. It's very small. Ex-cop, current heartthrob, Garrus Vicarian. Vicarian? Vicarian? Vicarian. Vicarian. So when you meet Garrus, he is a, a CSEC officer. He's a cop, which I'm not a fan of. But then he quits being a cop. And then he still has some <sighs> questionable ethics. I I am reserving my full judgment until the later games when apparently people seem to like him more. I don't understand all of the fondness for this man. Mm-hmm. Every conversation that you have with him... Your dialogue options basically make him either go like his viewpoint is, sure, we might have to shoot five children, but that guy who stole a loaf of bread, we're going to get him. Yeah, he has he has some problems there. And like he quits being a cop because he doesn't like being constrained by rules that get in the way of, quote unquote, justice. God, I want to shake him. I want to shake this lizard bird man and like, all the time. Granted, your character has the option also of saying and feeling that way. Mm-hmm. He, he's just like that, though. I know. It, the The attraction to him in later games is like for different reasons. Okay. I, again, I'm open to it. But he does have a very sexy voice. Yes. This is, and I do like the design of the Turians. And in fact, I do have a, the other Some pages. Other, other yeah. Turians I have. Here we have Nihilus Cryic. Executor Venari Palin and Saren Arterius. I have Saren feelings, opinions. We'll, we'll, we'll get into those, I'm sure. Well, we can get into them now. I just wanted to... Uh, oh, sure. Nihilus is the one that uh, was at, at the beginning of the yeah. game that gets He's murdered. okay, right? <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? Nihilus is... I've played Mass Effect for five minutes. Nihilus is okay, right? Yeah, he's fine. Nihilus, I don't like him as a person. I would not hang out with that dude. I think he's an asshole. But like, in a way that like... How do we even get a chance to form a reasonable opinion about him? He's there for like two seconds. I guess. I just... something. His vibe is off to me. He's like, I'm a soldier who's good at soldiering, and I'm going to judge whether you're good enough to be in my special soldier unit. Oh, hi, old friend. What's that over... yeah, and that's basically his whole. I just, I just think he's just. I don't know. His vibes off for me, but like, in like a normal way, where like 
this is someone I could work with, but this is not someone I want to hang out with. That's what the vibe I like I get. Executor Palin. Yeah. Even though he is... Stodgy? Yeah. He's very, very by the book, which I do appreciate a little bit in like... Compared to literally everyone else on the Well, he in, seems to be by the book based on principle. He really seems to believe in the things that he's saying. Yeah. Unlike a lot of the people we meet. Yeah. And then there's Saren. Oh, I was not finished. With oh, sorry. Go on. I also appreciate about him that if you go about like three feet behind him and you hack into his computer right there in his office, he doesn't, he doesn't mind. I appreciate that about him. So Saren. Saren. We'll get into the story of the game, but I I kind of liked him as a tragic figure, actually. Yeah. He was very... So all the indications that we got were before anything started happening in the story that he was kind of a dick, mm-hmm. like so objective focused. He did not care about anything that happened to anyone who was in his way. And he did not want to take the blame or responsibility for any of the consequences of his actions. That's from uh, Captain Anderson. Yeah, because that's they, what yeah. we got, right? But he did seem to. That it seemed to be that's because his priorities were the thing I'm doing, this mission, the overall purpose of what I'm doing is for good. Mm-hmm. It is just everything I do. All of these means are justified by the end. I don't think that's right. I think that's bad. But it is principle that he definitely held. And it seems as though from the beginning of the... Well, before the beginning of the story, he is being influenced and forced to think and believe certain things that he is constantly doubting. I I think it's plausible, and I read a little bit of this online. It's, it seems plausible to me that some of the things that he does that are just bad decisions for pulling off a secret mission to to like fuck over the, the the galaxy are possibly him doing that on purpose that's a, that's an interesting theory i hadn't come across but it makes a lot of sense that that is him somewhat he fighting. shows his hand way too early way unnecessarily yeah it's like that is his his only way of fighting the indoctrination is to be a little more reckless yeah and let people figure shit out and like give them enough to go on to stop him because if he was if he was smart enough to run missions that involved massive casualties that he then shuffled off on somebody else and put out official explanations for mm-hmm. you'd think he'd be smart enough to not pull off these super obvious geth attacks yeah but instead like i kind of like that idea that that him being a little more reckless and overt was the the only way he could rebel. Because like later on, when he's more obviously indoctrinated, you know, he he's like, oh, I have no doubts anymore. But before that, he was like, well, if we go along, I won't have to get modified. So it seems as though he was just making these very plausible plans as a very smart tactical mind that were not that. Yeah, that I, I think it's interesting, and it it he also has a sexy voice. Yes, and his ultra you know indoctrinated reaper form at the end mm. i believe i took i took a screen I, I took a picture of my monitor and sent it to you and just said oh no he's hot yeah yeah i i also like although that was his corpse i'd say at that point yeah, well yeah but i also like that he had like his body language was 
much more a lot of the body language obviously because it's the 3d models in a video game get reused like people stepping away from a conversation and turning back like the 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 pacing but he had like very specific ones so he would have ones where he would like be slouching in a chair with his face in his hand and like it's good body language very sexy love to look at it archaeology book nerd in a tight suit so tight (laughs) i individually modeled breasts yeah doctor that's not on the caption dr liara tasani i I, people different people in the game said tasoni and tasani i know i thought it was very funny that's that's very that's realistic it is what do you think of what do you think of liara first i love that's my girlfriend and i love her okay she's fine as i mean she is nice i i the game was very obviously railroading us it felt like toward her oh yeah a lot of people feel that like Mass Effect considers Liara to be the canon romance. And it would have been nice had it felt a little bit less like that. Also, unfortunately, the way that I went through the game, I completed several big things before I got to her. Mm. So I didn't have her around for a lot of plot stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's good to do Theron first. Your perfect run, that isn't the problem. Yeah. Because I have a list I found on Reddit. Someone made a list of all of the missions in all of the games to do and the order to do them that makes the most story sense and i'm following that Neat. so yeah i did that very wrong because i'm just trying to you play didn't know you didn't do it you up. didn't yeah. do it wrong you just no i also managed to get the mako through the you bottleneck did. in theorem which i am so impressed that is so funny and so good that would make that fight so much easier people hate the mako yeah People find it really, like, unwieldy, difficult to drive, um, and that, like, trying to do platforming with this difficult-to-control car to be super frustrating. It just felt like a space Subaru to me. It's fair. That's a, that's a, that's a good uh, assessment. I kept thinking about all those competitions, the car things, where people try to drive cars up super steep hills. Mm-hmm. The same thing with motorcycles, right? And there's different techniques that they use to do that, and I just tried to do that. You know, you go up at a slight angle. Mm-hmm. Every time I looked at something, it was like there was a like a topographical little wireframe map that popped up in my head. I'm like, that is my map. That is my route. And I enjoyed it. Also, that thing is apparently people. I, I looked it up a little bit. People were annoyed that thing wasn't powerful enough. It's so overpowered. Absolutely. Do you, did you ever um, use the the big cannon to blast away single enemies? Oh yeah, and just fucking ragged all Actually, them across the map. Actually, my favorite thing to do was to target the area, sp- like just spaced right in between the smaller enemies, to blow them all away from that central area. Yeah, it's funny, every time. Yeah. Also, I I felt. I mean, again, I only learned that I was supposed to hate it later. I guess, but. I really enjoyed every time I came across a Thresher Maw. I was going to ask I about got Thresher Maws. I so good at taking out Thresher Maws. Oh, yeah. It is... It's a challenge. Like, the first... So, when I first played the game the very first time, I didn't know they fucking existed. So, I just drove into a flat plane on some planet, and this Shai Hulud motherfucker just comes out of the ground, and I shrieked. But you do figure out pretty quick how you want to take them out. Basically, like... You go in so it erupts and you shoot them and back up or you rocket shoot back up. Like, oh, is that what you do? That's what I do. Oh, that's not what I do. So so they, they don't, you know, come up from under me and take out all of my shields and health. Oh, that's not what I do. What it, please explain to me your Thresher Maw. So what I did with the Thresher Maws at first is I would get close enough to them and then I would drive sideways firing my machine gun, whatever the fuck that thing is, at them. 
And then my big cannon, every time that refilled. And then when they would go back underneath, I would go and kill all the sensor tentacles one by one. I found what works even better is being as close as possible to them because you're able to target better and they go underground less. And if you can do enough damage to them, you can more or less skip the sensor tentacle thing. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is I would, because in the legendary edition, you can see the like little tremor trail where they're driving. Apparently in the older ones, you couldn't, right? Mm -hmm. They just pop up wherever. Well, I would get close. I would shoot the living shit out of them. They're also easier to dodge the acid stuff when you're closer. That's true. And then when the tra- when they would start you know, doing the little tremor trail thing, I would get pretty much right in front of them, of that, and let it get kind of close to me and then booster away a few steps. And they would pop up pretty much right behind where I was. I would turn around and just unload on them. Nice. And so I skipped the sensor, ten- the sensor tentacle mid thing almost every time. I stayed as close to them as I could. And I could take out a Thresher Maw very quickly. Did you ever take out a Thresher Maw on foot? No. Hmm. You you did? Is there a thing where you, you have to? Spoiler free. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Liara Tassani. I welcome the opportunity. Liara Tassani. I, I, I thought it was nice. It was perfectly nice. It was perfectly fine. She seems like a fine character. I really didn't feel like I got a lot of character insight into her. Mm-hmm. And I would have liked more. Yeah. I felt like I knew who Caden was as a character a lot more than her. I felt like I knew who Rex was as a character a lot more. And I assume we get more of Dr. Liara Tassani, or I probably would have gotten more had I had her join my party at the right time. Yeah, she, if you, if you get her, if you go to Therum first, and so you like visit her more often, um, she have a lot of conversations about like Asari culture and like her upbringing and like her interests and stuff. I tried to ask as much as much as I could, but after you know, there's only so many times I can go down before I start getting the same yeah answers. Yeah, yeah. Also, the issue that I had with this was all of the animations for human faces, and by extension, Asari faces, which are just human faces, blue pasted into a tentacled head. The animations were so slightly off that she just looked like she was looking slightly behind you. Also, why does she have eyebrows? Why does she have eyebrow markings? Are they tattoos? Eyebrow nice. All right. I just wanted to other Asari. Yeah, my, my main issue with the, the Asari model is that they have the human eye placement relative to where the top of the head would be, not where the top of the tentacles are. So the face on the Asaris feels a little bit pasted on sometimes. Yeah, it's a little difficult. But the three that I have here are we have matriarch bazinga <laughs> that's her name <laughs> sorry matriarch benzino Shira, <laughs> yep. and shiala yeah and i do remember who those last two are marina sirtis by the way i heard the voice and i met i, I messaged sophia and i'm like is matriarch bazinga marina sirtis and i said right on both counts yeah do, do you remember the other two yeah shaira is the consort yep and shiala is the person who works for matriarch benzene and ends up popping out of the thorian yeah 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 and has all the the creepy clones that come out too yeah she and like she like mind melds trauma into you yeah it's great thanks for i liked that actually (laughs) that those elements were some of my favorite parts of the the story and i did like how the asari are psychic just or like biotic whatever enough to that like mind melds are like normal-ish things for them and that it's an aspect of fucking, but it's not fucking. It is, it is 
intimate every time. Yeah. But it's not it's necessarily certainly how they breed. Yes, but it's not necessarily sexual. We will definitely need to talk about that. We can talk about it now. We're talking about Asari. Sure. Okay. So I thought that was an interesting reproductive model that they are, they're like parthenogenic, but that they kind of yoink in other information from mm-hmm. other species. And I, I, I still wasn't super clear on exactly how that worked, but I guess I don't have to be, and that's fine. Yeah. Because they, they like mind meld, take some of your like experiences, how it feels to be your race, and then that goes into the, uh, the offspring that they make from mm-hmm. there. Obviously, we never meet like, we don't have any like textbooks about like the Asari gestational process. Like, yeah. so I don't know how long they do that. If it's, if there are also mammals as well, like, so I have no idea. Maybe if I'd read the codex more. Yeah. Uh, I like experiencing lore. I don't usually like reading about it. I mean, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. The codex is written so dryly is the problem. We got a question about this that I think would be appropriate to have in here now. This question is from Erica Kaiser. That's Erica Von Kaiser on Twitter. What would be the most unusual Asari mix? Like mom is Asari, other parent is an Elcor or something. And what might that Asari progeny be like? I think the weirdest one I remember being canon was an Asari slash Krogan who was a bit aggressive, but there's a galaxy of possibilities. So what would you think would be the most unusual Asari mix? I think Asari Elcor would be interesting. It would be because a lot of Asari, because they are psychic, they are biotic. They tend to emphasize a lot of like emotional control and Elcor kind of have to figure out how to express that to other people at all. They're not, it's not that they're more in control of their passions, but that they can't express it in a way other, as people understand. So that mix, that clash would be, would be interesting to see. See, I had that same thought, that same pairing, but I had a very different perspective on it. Oh yeah. So because the Asari are so, you know, somewhat psychic, and I'm going to say that, you know, functionally it's what's happening with this, but the Elcor are very perceptive of body language because that's primarily how they communicate is through smells like pheromones and very small body expressions. So when they're speaking to each other, they don't use the excited expression, you know, that the tags that they speak to each other with. So imagine being a diplomat. Excitedly. Yeah. Hello, gamers. (laughs) Imagine being a diplomat or a negotiator or whatever who was that perceptive about other beings physical mm, feedback that would be interesting because they can surely read it right just because mm-hmm. they don't use just because they don't use the the speech as a method of expressing that things those things they surely pick up on other people's body language and other what other people are expressing who may not know it so somebody who is raised with that you know perception and that particular emphasis on thoughtful expression i just think that would be interesting that'd be a, a good person to have around i think yeah you would not get anything past them absolutely that's a good point that would make a good like investigator of something yeah. that'd be that'd be pretty interesting i think a therapist absolutely oof i think another interesting mix actually would be with the volus because they are also somewhat biotic but they also like the way that their their clans are structured and like how fast their politics move. So like an Asari, because the Asari are super long lived. So an Asari having that kind of like 
especially if they are around Volus being this like blue through line through like a, a huge history of the very fast moving politics of the Volus and like how fast they have to shift allegiances and things like that. I just think it would be kind of interesting. Do you have any Volus in your spread in your, oh, I do. Okay, I do. We'll talk about them when we get to them then. Yeah. I have no other real Asari thoughts other than. No, that's it. I think I said everything actually. Yeah. Listen, did they, they did not have to model her tits like that. No, but they did. Yeah. I like oh, you have negative opinions about the, the tit modeling through the the outfit. Matriarch benzodiapine. Uh, <laughs> her shirt is like at like the top is at nipple height. Critical. Like yeah, she is going to flop out, and this makes me anxious every time she's on screen. All right, Talizora Naraya, eager engineer on Alien the Rumspringa. <laughs> so if you did, you play a female shepherd. Yes. Okay, then you couldn't romance her because for some reason. Shepherd is straight somehow. It's, you know what? There's a lot of things to say about Bioware, and I will. <laughs> they actually had a lot of like dialogue recorded, especially in later games with other characters, of having same sex relationships that they just then did not use in game. And it's stupid and it's super frustrating, and it makes me very mad. Just in general, Tali yep. should be gay. But Tali is great. I love her. She's very enthusiastic and very funny, I think. I just... What are your opinions on Tali? No, I love her. Yeah, she's great. She's great. And I... She likes to hack robots for fun. And the, I think that's so the darling. legendary edition of the game lets characters be a little more flexible than their original classification, which I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It might have been more interesting for me to be restricted more in my weaponry. Because, like, I used a lot of assault rifles, and my character shouldn't have been able to do that, really. But that's fine. Tali, I, I did like her character build. She was fun to play with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Liara, too, actually. With the... Oh, man. Her specialized, like, biotic stuff where you could... I really like sucking enemies into a, a central point. Mm-hmm. I usually play the infiltrator because I just like to hack things and use a sniper rifle. Sure. But I do love biotics in combat. I love lift to just have pe- someone dangling helpless. I, that's my favorite thing to do is have Liara with me, have her lift or do singularity or something, and then just fish in a barrel. It's great. It's great fun. Um, it's a lot like in Dragon Age. In Dragon Age 2, if you're a mage, you can be. you can do a branch called Force Mage. And it's basically like just altering gravity around people and fucking them up that way. Are Geth on your list? Yes. Okay. Well, well, I, Tali's, Tali really did not seem to want to address a lot of the ethical issues that went into the Geth coming into being. I, I tried with her to like talk about it. I feel like some of it is that she is also a young person in her culture and like. I'm not saying she sucks. Or no, absolutely not. But like. She says things like, I think we've paid, like, we made a mistake with the Geth, you know, we were bad, and, you know, we think we've paid for it, etc., and goes on. But, like, it's it feels more that she's saying that by rote rather than actually understanding, yeah. like, why you shouldn't just fucking make a slave race. So. Look, we couldn't let them, we didn't, we tried to wipe out them becoming sentient, because if they became sentient, then we would have made a slave race. 
But as long as they're not sentient, we didn't make a slave race. Mm. Guys. Come on. Oh. Mercenary uncle type. Erdnot Rex. You say uncle. I was very upset I couldn't romance this guy. Everyone actually, a lot of people are really upset that you can't romance Rex. I like Rex so much. He's so wonderful. And he's just so gruff. And I love him. He's so upset. But like in a very resigned way yeah like he's not actively upset in fact he probably takes things with more grace and ease than anybody else on the ship anything that comes up to uh, against them that is upsetting he's just like yeah everything sucks i killed my dad yeah i do want to hey do you want to hear the story about the time i killed my father again yeah do yeah, I, my I, species is. Do you want to hear about how my <laughs> entire species can't breed because that is an illness that was given to us out of fear and they're trying to wipe us out and we're dying and like there's nothing we can do about it so instead we just murder about we it we weren't given the time and space to develop to naturally develop a strong culture of science we were uplifted so that we could be used as like a, a, milita- a force of military might by the salarians they did that when we ran out of room because our culture wasn't hadn't developed to match our technological abilities at that point yet they tried to wipe us out completely so what do you want? Do you want me to stick around? I'm not a scientist. What am I going to do? I tried and my culture fell apart. Okay, I'm here now. Point me at somebody. God, he's so good. I love him. I really liked his character so much. He's... <sighs> and everybody treats him like shit. That's the thing is that like anytime anyone is talking about Krogan's... And especially if you have him in your party and someone's like, yeah, that big dude is super dangerous, awful, and the genophage should work faster. And he's just like, man, shut up. Whatever. <laughs> Everyone says this. I wish they wouldn't. But like, what the fuck am I going to do ba- about he it? He barely even does that. Like, Shepard is like, whoa, that's fucked up. And like, you look back at Rex and he's like, uh-huh. Yeah. It- this is was your first rodeo? <laughs> come up with something new maybe i'll get interested and i i really liked earning his respect that really felt really supernatural in this game is that with other people the respect came from the fact that you are a high-ranking military official here and then with rex he does not give a shit who you are what your rank is what you've done is like it's very much like a very personal thing to him and when he said to me i'm starting to like you shepherd or i think i'm starting to like you shepherd i was like (gasps) yeah big big i also i do have maybe a thing for big muscly guys big strong muscly guys and he is that he's great and his little underbite is so cute krogan okay krogan design is adorable i think stubby little tail it's so cute god it's like, yes, this race is is feared for their martial ability. And some of those enemies you run into, the Krogans, my goodness gracious. Will the, wreck you. They're also biotic. Like they have they got the little stuff. They, they I wish they I wish the the character model was complex enough for it to wag. Very cute. Rex good. Other races. Solarians. 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 Salaryman. Yep. So Solarians, I don't know how much you investigated them as a race. Go on. So they're 
all very brilliant. Not well, not all of them, but like they're supposed to be like they're the leaders in technology and scientific discovery. They're also the shortest lived race. They usually somewhere around forty years, and that's just like oh, I didn't an know average. That part. Yeah, forty years, and they're old, and that's so they. That's why they all speak very quickly and try to get things done very quickly is because that's just kind of how they do. And that's why they advance so quickly because it's like the next generation is coming in just 40 years. Like, so the way that like breeding is done very quickly. So they're very cool. However, they do make a lot of rash. That is a good, you know, rash decisions such as the genophage. And they're all, I guess there's so many generations removed from it that it just feels like a fact of history. Yeah. If that happened how long ago? I don't remember. Yeah, it was hundreds of years. Yeah. So that's like a many, many, yeah. many generations. So they're like, we didn't even do it. Like, that's not even us. And you're like, we don't bear any responsibility for this genocide. Have you considered? In fact, it's good that we did it. I mean, come on. They would have overrun us. Well, whose fucking fault is yeah. this? Another interesting fact about Salarians is that they're not very sexually dimorphic so like males and females look they're indistinguishable i think the lack of frankly so some of the character animations good right especially with the non-human people like the krogans looked good the they're not less distinctly human ish i guess not want to say humanoid because they're roughly bipedal humanoids pretty much all of them but the Oh god, who were the the big jellyfish guys? The Hanar. The Hanar. Which are on the list, yeah. Their animations were great. The Volus I loved. And the Solarians, I said it right that time. Mm-hmm. They were great because their eyes don't really move like around like the humans real weird sometimes with where they were looking in their expressiveness, but the Solarians, they were fine. Because their eyes are so big that they don't really have to move around the same way. We just got cool animations of their eyes moving. They kind of cock their head a little bit and look at you like you're the dumbest being in existence. And they're like, yeah, I made a gambling machine. Are you going to help me cheat this casino or not? It's that simple. It's a yes or no question. Why are you being weird about this? Oh, I'm just scanning these keepers. Yeah, sure. There's big penalties for it. But like, you can can do it, right? I, I really liked almost any mission that I got from a Solarian was fun. Mm-hmm. I like hanging out with Solarians. <laughs> and then, it's... But, but, but as a species, you don't get the, like everybody has the one trait because yes, these things are in common, right? Like culturally things are moving fast. They're, they're trying weird and wacky, interesting stuff. You get interesting missions. The council person is just as annoying and obstructionist as the other ones are. Yeah. Then you're like a side mission for Garrus's, you know, respect earning side mission is like oh look i was just growing organs inside of people and harvesting them it was just easier that it's just way science bro don't get mad i love so they're good yeah yes. no the elcor one of the first things that i messaged you was how much i loved the elcor there's such an interesting i'm really glad that they did a non-humanoid they, there is actually a few non-humanoid aliens that you can come across, but the Elcor is one of the first ones you meet because, like, you leave the ambassador's office, and if you turn right instead of left, you meet an Elcor, and they're these, like, almost elephantine creatures. They're qu- quadrupeds. They have, like, the nose flaps on the front, and they're very, very big and very heavy, and they're just very cool. And, of course, we mentioned it earlier that they communicate with each other, through body language, through pheromones. 
So there's a joke in an elevator about a an Elcor version of was it Hamlet? Yeah, to understand him through his words and not <laughs> yeah, through his deeds and not his emotions. Yeah, which I actually man, I would actually love to see that production. Yeah. That sounds great. And one of your missions for an Elcor, he's so upset. Yeah. <laughs> worriedly she has secrets about me and so they so because they don't express vocally and they don't like emote as vocally as the other council races or as the other races they have to preface every single sentence to someone else with the emotion that it is spoken in and you have to just trust that they're being honest and because they aren't I so th- there's a thing I've seen people making an argument on like Tumblr and some other platforms that people should tag what they're doing at the end of it, you know, their sentence. I, I think that that is it's 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 kind of silly because yes, there's lots of people who have a difficult time understanding tone and context. Those things can be communicated in the post itself, and if somebody wants to use those tags, that's fine. But the idea that you're not making things accessible by doing that, you can you can say convey the thing you're conveying in there the same way without expecting somebody to have memorized 18,000 tags. Mm -hmm. These guys aren't doing that. They're not talking about other people. They're not expressing this thing in the third person as a piece of writing. They're speaking directly to you. So they need to do this because they can't just expect you to pick up on the tone because for them, it's basically just textual communication directly to somebody. Their vocal communication is simply monotone. They're just attaching emojis to stuff. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting. Like, as like a racial design for an alien getting weird shit like this getting like absolutely like off the wall stuff is not very common among aliens usually it's like humans but or humans except but elcor are not that and i think it's very cool yeah i agree so it was good it's good yeah elcor good hanar the hanar love the the big jellyfish guys yeah they're like iridescent uh bioluminescent eight foot jellies one of my favorite things was the street preacher hanar who i had to like iron things out for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. trying to preach about the enkindlers yeah i also like that the way that their communication and their language is is that personal pronouns are for like Friends, intimate relationships only yeah. it for everyone else it's this one or that one you don't say you that would be extremely rude way too intimate yeah and I just I just like that as a as a concept of like this is part of their culture is that unless you know someone very very well you cannot use personal pronouns. I thought that was very cool. Also, their whole thing with the enkindlers is great. Uh, yeah. Also, they're jellyfish, kind of sexy. <laughs> they pulsate a lot. Yeah, they do. The Volus. Tell me what you like about the Volus. They are space capitalists that don't feel like an anti-Semitic caricature. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> they're not. It's, it's also it's not like the Ferengi where they're all one guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the different Volus that you meet act differently. And all, and when you meet just average people, it's different than when you meet like the, the Volus ambassador who's constantly complaining that they're not being taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And the Elcor is like. You expanded faster than everybody else. You're in Chastisingly. many Chastisingly. Yeah. And you meet the, the one, the one uh, scientist guy on, is it Pharos or no- Novaria? And he's totally different than the other guys. You meet the, 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 finan- the, the, the sketchy finance dude. Barlevan, yeah. Yeah, great. And they're very different people. You meet 
a bunch of volus merchants but they are all very different from each other the, some of them the want to be very shady the design is expressive mm-hmm. i like it you managed to make an expressive like suit face yeah the um their encounter suit with the uh, the flaps in front to have like the very specific intakes and it sounds a little wet and it sounds a little like talking to a caricature of, an, of a, a big old nerd which is great i love that it's a fun touch and that their suits all have like a mustache kind of going on yeah yeah it's great but like you meet volus who are merchants who are not like just avarice they're doing money oh. th- they're just very clever with money and they're trying to do good things with I, it they're i just- called them space capitalists and that was not really fair they're space accountants yeah absolutely i love it they're like space accountants and space economists they are not all it's again it's not like ferengi where they're just like profit 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 it's no. like this our societal structure of con- things constantly moving and changing and interacting with each other in different ways, everything remaining small groups. It's very important that they manage to maintain good intergroup communication. If a group gets too big, they split apart and have to, again, communicate. So it made sense that they filled in a ton of gaps, like for the Turians, right? They're like a client race of the Turians or whatever. So they work with the Turians to help them administer everything. Yeah. That's neat. That's very cool. Also, I think they're kind of cute. Yeah. They're just little, little guys. guys. Batarians. We don't get a ton of Batarian interaction. We get like the one mission, right? That was a DLC, right? Yeah, they show up sometimes as just like as thugs, Mooks. as yeah, slavers, goons. Yeah, and they just show up. They have four eyes, and I like that. I think that's cool. If they wore glasses, would you call them eight eyes? You would. I would. But they get along with the dogs real well. Yes, with the Varens. Yeah. That's great. I don't have a lot to say about them. I thought that you got you got very little interesting Batarian interaction, and that's with a guy who's trying to murder millions of people. Mm-hmm. He very he, he kind of rightly points out like, hey, we were treated extremely poorly. We're given like no political rights or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but dude, you and like the other because you, you don't meet a lot. You, first of all, I don't think you meet any non-Batarian, like any Batarian non-criminals. Mm hmm. And they're not a citadel species, right? No. So, like, you don't interact with them because they're not part of the, like, government and, like, space UN groups of species. So there are surely lots of Batarians that are not, you know, like, political extremists and slavers. But the only ones you meet in the game are are that. Except, like, the one guy who's also, I guess, like... A criminal who you meet, and I, I, I didn't intimidate anybody. I filled up my maxed up my charm meter as quick as I could. Oh you yeah, Paragon one, is great. You talk to the one guy who's like, you just say to him like, you know, you can leave. You know, it seems like this is not going to end well for your boss. Maybe you should go. And he's like, you know what? Yeah. Oh, I'm okay at, with at the, Fist's place. Yeah, I'm. I'm always no, no, no. On the mission with the asteroid, I the second oh, in yeah, command. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I met him and I just talked to him and I said, and he said, you know what? A little light slavery and murder, fine. I don't want to b- murder millions of people. I think our boss is a little out of line. I- I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Just gonna, I'm just gonna yeah. dip. But I don't know. I, I, we didn't really get much representation for Batarians or interesting discussions with them that weren't. Or God, that one woman who we have to, you have to like talk down f- with a gun, who's been like enslaved by the Batarians. Yeah, that was rough. That was. There's a lot of rough missions in this one. So, like, so. yeah, I don't know. I don't have much of an opinion about them. I, I, I hope in the next games we get more interesting Batarian discussions. I like, just as their design, I do like that they have four eyes. That's something I feel like is not explored enough with some of the other humanoid races. Which eyes do you look into? 
Good question. If you're going to kiss one of these guys and, you know, kind of move your lips past the What's their nose, field of vision yeah. actually like here? It'd be nice to know. Yeah. I, I just think that um, extra uh, extremities and, and yeah. sensory organs sure. is something that should be included in more races. Geth. I, the very first thing I messaged you is I'm upset I couldn't kiss the Geth. Yeah. Me too. I really like them. I'm trying to parse this without being spoilers i do like i vaguely know that you get more geth interaction that isn't just as enemies in the other games i there's the concept of them is that these robots are not singular units but they are part of hive minds and like the more of them you get together the smarter they get because that's like more neurons more brain cells are together and i like that as a concept i that it's not like that these are just automatons sent out by a hive mind but they are carrying this amount i think that's very cool they're they're, yeah they're like a like an emergent uh consciousness Mm -hmm. that gets stronger and brighter the more of them there are in a particular cluster of space yeah yeah what's your favorite geth gosh i don't know i really like the like i kind of like the 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 colossuses Mm. they're so goofy they are they they're goofy doofy they're like big giraffes but the rest of them i only ever get to see them when i'm shooting them it's true. It's hard to say. I like I like the 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 beep boop noises they make. I think it's very um, it's it's a, a good. I will say the noise. enemies, the ones who once they get below a certain amount of health, run at you are pretty scary. Yeah. Okay. And some of them are really tall. The uh, the primes or whatever. Yeah. Big boys. Big big guys. Um, I also like that they did take in consideration some of the aesthetics, like the. Uh, I think this is the Centurion or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it is. That's like, and it's all bright red. I love that. That, that. That's, you gotta know which one's the most dangerous. Kiss Geth. Kiss Geth. I, overall, I thought their origin was interesting and I'm excited to learn more about them. Great. Sovereign. I'm oh, sorry. Reaper. Sovereign is the next slide. I thought when I was talking to Sovereign that he just radiated Daddy Dom energy. Absolutely. You are correct. 100%. Like just in tone, in the way he talks about other species, what the Reapers are and what they do. I I loved that their entire plan is like leave stuff that organic races will not be able to resist using so that when we come back, we know exactly where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. It's like leaving. It's like a like a bait. It's bait. It's bait for pests. It is. It's all bait. It's pest bait. You are like, all right, we are going to leave this. They're going to go here. They're it, as long as we don't we wipe out everything else. So this is the most tempting stuff for them to use. They're going to use it, and then we can come back and smoosh them. Mm-hmm. You can because they don't have the energy to seek out every single organic being. So they can uh, kick over the ant hill. And they'll build back stronger. I don't know if you caught on to how much of this is just a lot, very, very, very heavily influenced by Babylon 5. I didn't. Okay. So I see I see what you're saying. I see the shadow comparisons that you're making. They didn't seem that interested in the final outcome. The shadows really seemed to actually think that what they were doing was in the best interests of life and culture and existence and creation. If that happens in later games, fine. I'm making a face i'm sorry about it that's okay i didn't see it here i can only operate on what i'm given here right well there there also is on novaria someone one of the like officials that you go to talk to just 
absolutely just lifts a line from Ivanova. I'm in the middle of nine things and all of them annoying. What do you want? And that's just a line from Ivanova. And yeah. it's just like, yes, I understand. You watched Babylon 5 over and over again and then it seeped in. I got it. All right. I have, I have, to, use, I have to use the restroom. Oh, okay. So talk about whatever you want. I'll be I, right back. So, Ole died. I'm so sorry. And Lena called up the newspaper to put in an obituary. Uh, and she said, well, my husband, Ole died. And I want to put something in. And the person on the other line said, I'm so sorry to hear that. What, uh, what, what, what would you like to say? You know, how do you want to memorialize him? Lena thought for a second and said, mm, Ole died. The person on the line said, oh, all right. Uh, that's very, very uh, succinct. But, you know, the first five words actually are free. So you can just go ahead and, like, you know, let out what you want. Lena thought about it again and said, Ole died. Boat for sale. Yeah, I really liked Sovereign. He's... I, I, I love I, these big. I also like the design of the Reaper ship is just a hand reaching out of the heavens. I think it's very good. I appreciate talking to a character who treats me like a, just a, a dumbass piece of shit. Yeah. Nothing Who's I said. Barely to, comprehending what he's doing. Nothing I said to him, it seemed like was something he had not heard before a million times. Mm-hmm. I am just a blip to him. Yeah. The fact that he's condescending to speak to you at all is pretty great pretty pretty amazing so far and like to be fair he's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years old yeah protheans yeah i don't you kind of interact with them through their old technology going to their rooms yeah vigil that was that was that was neat i liked vigil but i also am very curious to find out if we do i guess whether the protheans are like all one species or whether it's like a Roman Empire situation where mm, they just absorb mm-hmm. other cultures and species and those then become Protheans. Because mm, mm-hmm. the Romans, that's what they did, right? They were a deeply stratified, fucked up, uh, classist society. But people from other places and other, you know, what we modern conception of races would become Romans. Yeah. They also had slaves. It was bad. I'm not saying it's not bad. But like... There's some things to be uh, thought about kindly about Romans. They're, you know, they really went off with the fashion. It's great. Aqueducts they fucking love them. They took things they liked and made them Roman. Yeah. Listen. They did some cool things. A lot of syncretism going on with Romans, which is uh, syncretism is the thing that I appreciate. And I think syncretism doesn't get talked enough or appreciated enough. Quick soapbox, just, you know, whoop, step on here. The idea that, oh, this isn't a Christian holiday. This is a... a blank holiday or whatever because you look back historically and the people from this country or this culture celebrated a holiday the elements of which have been brought into christianity and i'm like yes because they realized they couldn't force a strict adherence to the thing that they were doing so they said you keep your local stuff but you're now also roman or also christian or whatever and so it got absorbed into it and became part of it it's as much christian as it is anything else yes christmas has other origins is the only things that are christian the things that were invented in like the year 50 no no it's syncretism look it up on wikipedia there's some really cool of the like the roman egyptian gods that got that were like mixed together yeah. and like they're very cool oh it's all neat stuff and i'm not i don't want to don't want to take away the fact that these things have 
a complicated and interesting origin story. Absolutely. It's just weird to suggest that they aren't this thing because something else went into it. Things can only be one thing. No. So people would have you believe. Off my soapbox. All right. We'll just, put, we'll just put that soapbox away. We'll just, we'll just tuck it under your desk until next time. Yes. You need it. It's it's also just Not where a lot you put, of dust accumulates on this soapbox, I got to tell you. you just, that's just where you keep your little feeties when you're <laughs> sitting at your desk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Proteins are cool. Uh, I like their. I like how they build many large things. If they if they did if they did, thank you. Yes, that's the end of. You don't have the Thorian in there. I don't have the Thorian in there. I'm sorry. Let's talk about the Thorian. I just finished in my playthrough. I just did Pharos. Pharos. Yeah. I thought the Prothean was neat. The Thorian. That's what I say. Prothean. I think. Whatever. I won't edit this out. I'm a dumbass, listeners. Incorrect, but Thorian. continue. The Thorian, I thought was neat. Yeah. It's a neat idea. And it sounded so wet all the time. Moist, sticky. It was so old. It was, it like, what did they estimate? Like more than, it was older than the Protheans. It was there oh, when the Protheans got it was, there. It was like, what so was So more it than like? 50,000 years old. Oh, yeah. But they didn't, it wasn't like 700,000 years old, but it was like hundreds of thousands of years mm-hmm. old. It had lived through several cycles. Yeah. Like Reaper Cycles. That's neat. Yeah. And we killed it. I fucking murdered it. It was great. Um, But also, it was very gooey. And it made zombies, which I don't like. I don't appreciate. I have zombie fear, and I just don't appreciate when they're zombies. I hate husks. I hate husks so much. And creepers? The Thorian creepers and husks are the worst, and I hate them. I mean, they're great designs. Like that someone, you know, put in all of this artistic merit. I fucking hate them. I hate them so much. The husks are a little annoying as enemies. I thought the creepers were interesting because they cannot be damaged until they wake up. Mm-hmm. And they can wake up at any time. Yeah. So you can walk and see one, and you can't take care of it before you move on. It could awaken at any time after you walk past it yeah. or near it. Mm. Very scary. Very yeah. cool. Gooey. Also, they puke. I hate getting puked on. But also that the Thorian was able to absorb the body of Shiala in one of the little pods and then make clones from that. Yeah. Was pretty cool. And like just one and use that to communicate verbally. Like it couldn't communicate verbally otherwise, which was it was just neat. That's, that, that's always a neat trope when it happens. I... The Thorian, so the, the the corporation that like in, discovered the Thorian or whatever, and they were knowingly testing Exogeny, it on yeah, yeah. That's bad. That's all bad. But with the Thorian, I understand at least people being curious enough to make moral compromises. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with it, but this thing is so old and a conscious being. That's so fucking neat. Yeah. And if, if you think maybe they would have been interested in something other than profit, they might have been able to have meaningful discussions with it. And I do like that it was so, it seemed like it was amenable to some kind of information exchange and Saren just fucked it right up. Immediately. By being like, He hey, didn't even leave the me, room. Give me some information. Cool. Hey, fucking kill this guy. Like, and that's the thing is that like, I'm telling you, it feels like self-sabotage to me. Exogeny didn't even try to talk to it. Oh, no. That that was the funniest part. They made no attempt. They were just like, oh, it can create kind of like zombie guys? How I about can infect we try people to make a and slave race? Immediately. 
apparently that's the thing is that okay so in the list of the the missions it's like pharaohs great finish this and then you go to this planet where exogeny is and there's just thorian creepers and they're like oh no we tried to make a slave race it was going really well and then suddenly they got people have got to stop doing that Stop making slave races stop attempting to make a slave race it does it doesn't help it's bad (sighs) just they're like look what i won't look uh, slavery is wrong you know even people everybody's mad at the batarians for doing it right slavery is wrong we're not going to enslave conscious beings we're going to create beings that aren't conscious and make them that no no wrong incorrect the wrong direction to go with this Slave bad. Uh, that's the official stance of Monster Friends The official with stance of Monster Friends with Benefits is that slavery is bad. I have another extremely, extremely important question for you. What's up? And this will affect our friendship if you answer a certain way. What did you do with the Rachni? Oh, I let her go. Oh, thank God. Oh, man. Good. <laughs> Some people just murder her. Did you hear the way that she talked about interacting with consciousness? The sour like yellow note. God, it's beautiful. The Rachni are incredibly beautiful creatures. Like with this, it's singing. The way that they are like connected through their minds is excellent. And then she mentions the sour yellow note that influenced them to be the Rachni like threat. Yeah. Which like, I don't know if it was said or just implied that that was indoctrination. Yeah. That they had become I- influenced by the Reapers at some point. So it's like very tragic that like <sighs> they're scary. I'm not going to I'm not going to say the Rachni aren't spooky to look at. They're very large bugs. Kind of scary. But that like they're very peaceful otherwise. Like, they're just bugs that just want to fucking live. They're physically capable of intense violence. But, like... So, but that that's that that's So is literally everyone yeah. on the Normandy. Well, with weapons. Right they're now. scary in and of themselves. We're capable of that. But she even says, the one you meet, like, look, none of my... None of the, the offspring that I was forced to make have been around me. I haven't been able to raise them. They've just basically been, like, abused and isolated. I There's no way to help them now yeah which is like so very sad yeah but there are people on the internet who just destroyed the rachni queen i can't imagine doing that no in like no realm like i can understand doing it if you're doing like a renegade run if you were trying to be the shittiest shepherd alive like you're trying to be the worst dude i can understand doing it out of curiosity just following that track that I get making that decision for yourself of you being the player and thinking this is the, de- this is the correct decision. So when I played the game, cause I have a hard time with things that need, give me decisions to make. Mm-hmm. I, number one, I was like, well, this is the obviously wrong answer. I didn't do that. Yes. When, if I came down to any confusion about anything, I named my character after one of my old dead cats. And if I had any question, about what decision to make, I just thought, what would she done? What would she have done? Mm-hmm. I don't know what she would have done about the Rachni. She probably, I mean, she she ate bugs and stuff. So who, who knows? Yeah, but they're probably but, bigger than a house but cat. I, Brad, 
was like, this sounds like a wonderful, beauty, beautiful, sentient species that wants to exist in a way that is completely distinct from life, all the other life forms we've met, that experiences sentience as like music. I would be unbelievably monstrous to not allow that a chance to exist. Yes. So go off, queen, literally, like yeah. into space. That's fine. Good luck. Yeah. Godspeed. Please don't be too mad at the Citadel races for what they've done here on Novaria. I'm so sorry. It, it She didn't seem that she was like, I want to get out and, you know, no. seek vengeance. She was just like, I want to get out. I want to be away from this. Yeah. And that was it. Yep. Go good for her. Yeah. Go off queen. Anything else? Um, I have a question if you want a, a oh, second. Sure. To, yeah. So. Is Shep a chaser based on how most people play the game? Oh. I have a hard time with this because I don't know how people play the game. This game came out in what, 2007 originally? Mm -hmm. This is the first time I've played it. By the way, uh, listeners, in the last two weeks, I bought the game on, what is it, July 2nd? Mm -hmm. I got 70 hours in. Incredible. Today is July 16th. So in two weeks, literally two weeks, I got 70 hours in this game. Pretty impressive. I have three jobs, listeners. <laughs> so you could do that but not watch my streams? Yes. All right. That's fair. You know what? I accept this. And I also, I also edit, edit and produce this podcast. Yeah, we don't actually give me that credit in the end. We never talk about that. We really. should. We we don't, really? like, this, this podcast is produced, record, recorded, uh, produced, and edited by me, Brad. Yeah. Hi, it's me, Brad, the editor and producer of this podcast. I am supposed to be the social media manager. Point is, I got I played a lot of this game, but I didn't. Ha I don't. I'm not connected to like the fandom or the awareness of it, and I don't know anything about how other people experience the game other than what I've occasionally heard. After I finished the game, I read up on some of this, but I've tried to keep myself somewhat isolated so that I can experience it in a novel way. So. I don't know how people play the game. I think a lot of people view some of the romanceables as like, I want to fuck a hot alien rather than thinking of like the character first uh, and thinking of traits first rather than character first. Mm. However, some of the traits are like Liara is not only beautiful, but she is also brilliant and earnest and curious and kind of shy and just really willing to be super helpful and she's not just curious about the world but she's curious about you and she's curious about humans and she's curious how this is how your relationship can progress because she's never experienced it so like if you're thinking of those traits that's not necessarily chaser but if you're thinking about her her tits are just like right here and she's blue and that's great we love this um she's being very tight that's a little rocky i think that having a romance system that you are aware of the mechanics of. And I guess you don't have like a meter for, mm -hmm. I mean, in Corruption of Champions, we did actually have the statistics on how much we'd romance somebody and how we can talk to somebody and whatnot. But it, if you're playing a game for a specific outcome like that, you kind of turn into a pickup artist. A little. You kind of yeah. turn into like, this character is a machine that I can get a cutscene out of. This character is like, insert this many discussion points, receive titty. Yeah. And I guess if people are playing the game like that, 
then kinda. But I think another I would th- argue Shep Shepherd doesn't exist. I, I don't I don't know that I I think because you can take the character in so many different directions, there are canon there's like a canon background for the character. And if you I guess if you played the second game, you'd find out whatever decisions Shepard had made in the first game. But because there's so many different dialogue options, this isn't like uh to me anyway, it isn't like a like a Legend of Zelda or even a Doom or anything else where like your character does one thing. Yeah. And you're kind of railed. It's not a, a very scripted yeah. relationship. You have yeah. options. And the game kind of takes the thing those decisions that you make and assigns points to it and the story progresses more or less however it was going to progress. But your character and what they do I mean, like, look, you're not really affecting the outcome of the story that much. I mean, yeah. realistically. And that's fine. The games don't have to be all the end of Deus Ex, okay? But, and yes, you can make decisions that influence it, but those decisions don't really seem to influence, don't really seem to be decided by the game for what your character is and how your character is. You decide what your character is. So I would argue Shepard doesn't really exist. So this question does ask, as most people play the game, and so if you're telling me many people play this game like a pickup artist, like, you know, or to kind of like how you might level up to get to become really good at shooting a sniper rifle. If people are treating getting a romance like getting really good at shooting a sniper rifle, then I guess then you're just single, single minded in your pursuit. Whereas I would argue Shep is a chaser then Shep is only seeing people as a specific kind of trophy. Right? Yeah. Did you romance anyone in this? Well, Liara. Great. And and only because I noticed that the game was starting to romance me with Caden. And I was like, bro, you're neat. And I'd like you. A- I did like his character a lot. I didn't really have any interest in developing a romance with him. Also, because it felt a little bit weird as I was his superior officer. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. But I wanted to romance Rex. And the game wouldn't let me. <sighs> yeah. That's it, honestly. Uh, but I mean, so does that make Shepard Chaser of of what? Uh, uh, that that would be my question. Of what? If if people are playing the game because they want to, they're interested in fucking an alien. I don't know. I mean, the game forces you to have dialogue options that explore who those people are. And in order to win their you know affection and fondness and favor, you're doing things that genuinely get more into their story. So I don't know that you're given a lot of dialogue options that allow you to act in that way. Yeah, like so, you can't get you can't get to the fucking no? part if you don't like have meaningful conversations and like connections first. Sure. And I guess also for me being a chaser kind of connotes a certain dehumanization of whatever your of whoever your target is. I think because of the game the interface of the game requires you to interact with people on a character level in order to progress that way that Yes, it is kind of false and artifice. I don't know if it's possible to be a chaser of a fictional character. Unless your character is written as one. I mean, think of this. Uh, I mean, it's great for like meta discourse, but like kayfabe. <laughs> yes. It depends on the kind. You're, you're right. You're right. I have a hard time dissociating or like disconnecting from that. Yeah. But I don't think in, in, in game you're really given those options to act in that way. Yeah. I think it depends. It would depend on the kind of shepherd. If you're playing a renegade shep. And you're also space racist, but then you are still trying to romance one of the aliens. That's fucked up. You're right. No, no, no. You're right. I think you're right. I think you're right. Is that how most people play the game? I don't think so. A lot of people do um, a a mix, like try to do Paragon, but Renegade when it's funny. 
<laughs> some people do like to do full renegade runs because there's some interesting things. There's a lot of punching people and a lot of bad things happen because Shep makes bad and aggressive decisions. And it's interesting to explore like a human being super aggressive when there are these other races that are like racially aggressive. That question was from Ildi. Okay. Super fan. Ildi. Super fan. Yes. yes. Sorry, Ildi. I didn't want to leave you out there. And I, I, I hope that I didn't come across too rude with my answer, but I always, I tend to get a bit meta about <laughs> these discussions. Yeah. So I guess it is, it is a, perhaps a bit ignoring the question in a way to say things like Shepard doesn't exist. Kind of a cop out, but you know, whatever. I don't think, I, I, I don't think I'm, I don't think it's a cop out. <laughs> I don't think it's a cop out. I think I may not necessarily be answering the question exactly as it was intended to be answered, but I also don't know the background enough to do that. Yeah. I final thoughts. Uh, I love Mass Effect. It's very good. It's probably it. I jokingly put it in the beginning of the PowerPoint, but it like it actually is very genuinely one of the best games that's ever been made mm -hmm. because it is so complex. The series, if you're counting Mass Effect, is like the whole trilogy. Not counting Andromeda because that's it, uh, its own whole story, but if you count the trilogy, that it is very interconnected a lot of small things you do in the beginning and in the first game especially can greatly impact like things happening in the third game or you can meet people or other people have impact like characters that you save that you decided not to kill have impacted someone else and you talk about this and if you it like just the fact that it's so interconnected and what's another word i'm looking for not meticulous thorough Thorough, maybe. That might be the word I'm looking for. I don't for. know. Well, I can't think of it. I'm still hung up on the fact that you said that these things impact the third game, but not the second one. Is this a... Oh, they do impact second. I'm just saying that, like... Okay, I was like... <laughs> Spoiler thing I'm missing out on for some reason that connects the first and the third, but not the second. No, no, no. It, they do... Some things impact the second, okay. and things... And if things that happen in the first impact the second, and sometimes there is continuation of those decisions, like, in each game. Gotcha. And I think it's very cool. And I'm excited to see how your story progresses. Should I wait to play the second game until you're finished with the first? I mean, if you want. I wanted to try to play roughly at the same time. Sophia, if you release me into this unfettered, I will have completed the second game. Is it another 70 hours to complete the game and all the DLC or so? I think it's more. Okay, I will do it. I will do it in exactly the amount of time that it, if you told me, Brad, in two weeks, we're talking about Mass Effect 2, I will have completed it. I know you will. As much as this game was completed. Yeah. How about we stretch it out and like when I'm doing two. Yeah. We'll start at the same time. Yeah. We will not finish at the same time. No, I'm taking it way slower. We will start like, at the same time. I'm taking a nice, like gentle approach to it, looking up things on the wiki because I'm doing it right. God damn it. So yeah. Yeah. How about you? Final thoughts? I liked it. I, enjoy, I love a good sci-fi story like this. I really love robots. I love the idea that there is a species of, you know, robots that are dedicated to routinely destroying organic life. That's neat. And I'm assuming that this is going to be expanded in the later games so we can understand more of what's happening and why. And I look forward to reading it. Reading it? Well, I guess, kind of, in a way. There's a lot of codex. Yeah, playing it and finding out about it. Honestly, the fact that you're streaming this made me wonder if anybody on God's Green Earth would have any interest in watching the way that I play video games mm. or if it would just be deeply frustrating for anybody observing me. 
there are probably people out there. Maybe. Or I'd have to learn how to do that, though. It's not hard. No. I can do it. You can do it. <laughs> Listen, if I can figure out how to make OBS work, you can. Well, I mean, I've used OBS many times because I had to for my movie parties. Right. But I'm just saying I could learn how to do it in other ways. I just also, I still just want to build a new computer again. And graphics card prices are going down again. You should do it. Sophia, recommendations. Oh, God, I forgot I had to recommendations. Um, <laughs> Play Mass Effect. Play Mass Effect. No. Oh, follow me on... No. Kiss again. <laughs> Teacher Reaper. Never mind. Eat enchiladas. I had an enchilada last night for dinner. It was exactly what I wanted. I had an enchilada with cheese and onion. And I also... My drink was uh, horchata. And gosh, I was very happy about it. It's good stuff. Eat an enchilada. Neat. How about you? My recommendation, I just finished the season that's on Netflix of a show called Dead End. This is another children's show. I understand. If you're the kind of adult who likes watching children's animation, yeah, yeah they might like it. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, 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 a pug who gets the ability to speak and wears a tiny hat. There's a trans character, which is always fun. And the last second or the second to last episode is a musical episode. And those are often very corny. I really, really liked this one. There's a song in it that I thought was really, really good. It's pretty short. It's like 10 episodes. I liked it. It's a fun little watch. Watch it during dinner, folks. And I want to say this. So we've been making this podcast for quite a while. uh, Well over a year now. I want you listeners to know that Sophia and I have discussed what it would take for us to put out more content, what it would take for us to do some sort of Patreon thing, streams, whatever, any other content. I can delete this if you hate it. That's fine. I told Sophia that if we got 30 listeners on a regular basis, like our fucking anchor thing said, you have 30 listeners, because we don't right now. We consistently have maybe between 16 to 20 if you are able to rate and review this, if you're able to send it to your friends, get people listening to it, that is a thing that we might do. Conceivably, we could, yeah. we could ask we could you for money. Put up, put up more. But, but more importantly, the thing is, is because, again, I have three jobs. It's difficult for me to justify cutting right. any of those other things out, right? But we could put out commentaries, do watch parties with people of things. That might be fun. We could put out... I put out clips to my friends regularly, including little segments where Sophia and I talk about and plan what the next dumb joke we're going to do is. Mm -hmm. Those are fun things to listen to. You could hear those things. You could be Brad's friend. You could. mm, You don't (laughs) want to be my friend. It's good to be your friend. I like it. I'm glad you enjoy being my friend. I have a great time. Yes. You're very funny. I appreciate that. Point is, folks. Rate and review. Send it to your friends. Help us promote it. We are doing our best to promote it. We are very tired people. So give <laughs> yeah. us a little bit more of a reason. We only have so much that, brain please. space. Yeah. Yes. So that that's my thing. That's and those are those are my recommendations. Rate, review, spread the word, send us some emails, interact with us, folks. We love hearing it from you. And you can do that by emailing us at monsterfwv at gmail.com you can find us on instagram and twitter at monsterfwb and tiktok monster underscore fwb yeah where anywhere else i mean you can shout really loud 
we might hear you. You can think really, really hard about us. I have one additional recommendation, listeners. Oh, goodness. If you are afraid... Think really hard. If you are afraid of spiders, if you are afraid of bugs in your house that you objectively know, they're good guys, right? Spiders, you know that they catch flies and mosquitoes and stuff, but you're kind of afraid of them. And you're normally the type... if If you've gotten to the point where you're like, oh, man, I wish I could relocate spiders outside... But that spider is really far in the corner and it's not moving. I have one recommendation to you. One recommendation. It's not a device that will remove them. Try naming that spider. Look at that spider. Give it a name. Talk to it when you see it. Just say, hi. It's Frank. Frank. Try it. People don't believe me that it works. If you name something, it will become less scary to you. I'm not saying you're going to fully turn into me and you're going to be handling spiders and wasps and all that kind of stuff. But if you name a bug it becomes less frightening to you. Try it. That's all I have to say. I have been Brad. And I have been Sophie. And this has been Monster Friends. With benefits. Goodbye from hell. Thank you for watching. What's up, gamers? Like and subscribe. Have a good time. Thanks for listening to Monster Friends with benefits. It sounded like fucking dog shit. Uh, oh, well. Such is life. Is it fully on? Ooh, I've never turned it on while it was recording. I wonder what that...